What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rebunk. My name is Scott, coming at you live from Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm very excited about this episode. Uh, it, it was a few weeks ago. Gosh, I've just, I'm, I feel like I'm doing shows with Steve a lot, but he pointed out, he's like, uh, so when do you, I mean, if you ever invite me on your show, I'm like, oh my God, I'm such a dick. I never have had you on my show. What the heck is up with that? So, uh, yes, yeah, so the great Steve Poikinen is here in the green room hanging out, uh, taking bong rips off camera because he's not, he's made up a personal decision to never take bong rips on camera again. And we'll have him explain why, which is hilarious. But anyway, guys, um, so before we get too far into it, I just want to show you how to follow and support the show. Uh, you know, usually I spend the first five minutes talking about how, you know, all the different ways to support the show. What I'm just going to say is, you know, the website's rebunk.news. All the ways to support the show are there. If you want to uh, check it out, it's right there. Uh, it's a value for value show. If you get any value out of the show, uh, you know, consider supporting things that you like. So rebunk.news is the website. I will say sign up for the email list. Sign up for the email list. Um, that way you get notifications about the show going forward. And I will like to point this out. If you notice right here, analog super chats, you guys. P.O. Box, time, talent, and treasure. There it is right at the top. Scott Armstrong, 1113 Murfreesboro Road, Suite 106 through 146. Franklin, Tennessee, 37064. Now, that is a P.O. box. It looks like a house address. That's not, you know, if you go there, uh, Antifa, if you go there with your, your uh, you know, uh, Molotov cocktails or whatnot, you're not going to find any sort of residence there. That is a P.O. box. But anyway, you guys, analog super chats. Send them in. I'd love to see what you guys, uh, you know, the time, talent, and treasure type deal. But I will shout out the the T-shirt shop, Big Frog T-shirts in Beaverton, Oregon. We've got a whole bunch of new designs. This is my favorite one. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Go get yourself a Climate Change is Hot T-shirt. Thank you, Amanda, for busting out this uh, this design right here. Um, only 16 bucks, you guys. You can't beat that. So there's all kinds of designs in there. Several new ones. Uh, Ryan busted out this one. Just organized crime. Look at that. You know what I mean? Like, I just... I really want to encourage you guys to go check it out. And then uh, the other thing I want to shout out is the T-Lab uh, Substack. Uh, Ryan hit me up last night. He's like, bro, can you do like a clip from today's episode about all the train derailment shit? And I'm like, yes, yes, no problem. So I was up late busting this one out. So really in-depth, up-to-the-minute coverage. And while I was writing this one, uh, Courtney Turner sent me a link, said, Scott, you see there's another one. There's a fourth one. Now, this wasn't a derailment. It was somebody got hit by a train here in Tennessee, but it's just like, this confluence of just all the nonsense happening. And we'll, we'll get into it here in a minute with Steve, but uh, again, just want to shout out the Substack TLA vagabond.substack.com. We're doing all kinds of crazy stuff over there. So, uh, all right. So without further ado, I want to bring in my man here, Mr. Steve Poikinen from slow news day, AM wake up and uh, Oh God, what's, what is it? Oh, the, the, the new show it's blunt, blunt force wisdom. But first wisdom. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Steve, welcome. Finally, it's been a long time coming. Welcome. What's <laughs> happening, Scott? How you doing, my friend? <laughs> good, it, dude. It How always, you doing? Always good to see you. You too, man. You too, man. So you are explaining on the show earlier why you didn't want to take bong rips on camera anymore. Have you explained that already for the folks? Or? I, I don't I don't know if I have. <laughs> I don't know if I have. So I, I took bong hits on camera once. It, it, once only and a buddy of mine spent about the next month uh sending me a text message a day of a different thing that he had photoshopped going into my mouth so at that point i was like you know maybe maybe i should not maybe i should not appear on camera bong in my hand anymore yeah so uh we've made an adjustment we made an adjustment i you know there you go handheld device so a little bit safer all around <laughs> safety first is what i like to do Yes, that is yes, my yes. dog whining if it if it you know gets a little bit barky or it sounds like there's little puppy dog nails going on fake hardwood. Well, you know you've been here. Yeah, no, I, I get it, man. It's all good. And the, the pup is a part of the show as far as I'm concerned. It's kind of like with Ryan. I'm used to dealing with uh, unruly dogs when uh, we're trying to live stream. So it's it's part of the deal, man. It's part of the deal. Gomez is about twice the size as he was <laughs> yeah. when you came out. Oh, really? Dude, he's, yeah, he's he's pushing 100 pounds now. Oh my gosh, that's insane! Just as cute as ever, though. That's awesome. That's awesome. and yes, okay. So I called Amanda, the one who does a lot of the t-shirt designs, is in the chat right now. So big shout out to Amanda. She's you're rocking the hat there from Big Frog up in Beaverton. So big shout out to those guys again, you guys. If you're a content creator and you want help with your t-shirt shop, you know they'll get you all set up and fixed up and help you with the designs and everything. So let either I Steve can't. or I know. 
I can't say enough nice things about those guys. They're fantastic. And the shirts that come are comfortable as hell. Yeah. Um, minimal shrinkage mm-hmm. when you wash them, even if you wash them with heated, you know, heat on the dryer. Yeah. Like good, just good longevity. Like, yeah, dude. I, yeah. I was telling you before we went on, it looks the way that I wanted it to in my head. And that's nice. it. all that I could ask for out of that. That's and then awesome. Go above and beyond with doing it like right. Yep, absolutely, man. So cool. Well, dude, uh, man, what a year it's been. It was uh, just before this time last year. Like, well, okay, so were we in February, about halfway through February, man? I was just like getting the final preparations to hit the road. Me uh, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. So you were up in Northern California, then you were just getting ready to <laughs> head to Vegas, right? So, uh, and then, um, our paths crossed in Las Vegas. So, you know, I talk about that a lot, that trip a lot. And then just like the fact that I had to hang out with you and pasta down in, uh, in Vegas, man. Like that was, that was definitely one of the highlights of the last year, I would say like, that was incredible, man. So just, you know, a lot of gratitude for that. Uh, you know, you, you let us, I got to crash on the combo couch. You guys, like not many people get to say that I got that. It's not a very comfortable couch to sleep on. I will say, no. but, uh, but it's, uh, it's, it's like the, the, the novelty of it. Right. That's a quite the novelty. That's hilarious. Yeah. You got to yeah. come back through with they they let us in free to nicer comedy clubs now. <laughs> okay, cool. Nice. I mean, that one was good. That one was fun. We had a good time, but you get, you've upgraded to a nicer club. eh? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. In a slightly less crappy part of Vegas, even. Okay. And a little easier to find maybe like that last one, dude, we, we were like, man, I, that was tough. <laughs> In the first place, if you guys haven't been to Las Vegas, there's this thing called the Fremont street experience. It is about four or six blocks, uh, North, just at the North of the strip. And it's the dirty, dirty part of Vegas. And it's where the golden nugget and all those other you know, casinos are stuff. And it's got an led roof that goes over the entire top of it so that you're quite literally trapped in this little bubble where the sky is whatever they want to make the sky and you have no idea what time of day it is and you're just massive sensory overloads walking out into it in the first place especially being humble country folk like me it's got a little bit overwhelming yeah definitely definitely well yeah it's it's a good time though man it's a good time so uh all right, so AM Wake Up is just crushing lately, dude. Like, I can't even believe, like, some of the guests you're able to get on. And it's just like, how, how fun is that? Like, are you just having a blast over there? So, it, yeah, and and I am. And it's, the, if you guys aren't familiar, so I'm, I'm pretty open about where I borrow from. You know what I mean? Uh, and so, uh, you know, the value for value thing, obviously, we're, you know, directly copying from no agenda and a lot of the narrative deconstruction and the way when we actually get to the stuff that that we put to cover is a lot of you know in a similar format a similar format or at least least with a nod to no agenda and then i am uh i'm a old school radio dude uh, and I grew up you know, listening to Bob and Tom in the Midwest and then Opie and Anthony when, uh, when I got a little bit older. And what O and A were able to do is have brutally serious conversations with incredibly funny people and incredibly smart people. And they were able to get uh, a, just a legitimate humanness a lot of it was angry a lot of it was gross a lot of it was rude as shit you know but they were all able to do that um again with jokes so uh and then people would come and go and drop in and stuff like that and phone in and so we have the same general atmosphere on uh, on am wake up where we do frequently have comedians that come in on the show we do frequently have uh well you've been i think well, i think you've been one of the drop-in guests where if yeah. people have you know, friends of the show have something they want to say in a little bit of time and we're on the air, they'll hit us up and we'll throw them on and, and you know, boom, you're now part of the show for a while. And so uh, the audience has been subject for at least uh, with the other shows that Pasta and I have done, the audience has been engaged with uh, us and the guests, for some of them for four or five years now. So there was, there's already been a community of people there and it's it, it's been really freaking cool. 
Yeah. And that's the other part about it too. That's so cool is the community part. Like you always guys, you guys have like hundreds of people at any given time watching and chatting. And it's like, it is like a, you got your own little like inside jokes and it's just like your own little, like, it's like your own little, uh, what do you call it? Troll room, your own little troll room going. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, Absolutely. with no agenda. Yeah. Yeah. The troll rooms is key. I've tried to like, like I've tried to encourage people to do that. So if you guys don't know on telegram, I've got a t.me forward slash rebunked chat. Uh, that eventually I want to get enough people in there that we could have that going during the live stream and have that be our little troll room. So if you're not in there already, go hop in there. But of course, also the the, the Rockfin chat is usually hopping, and we can we can feed off of that. But you know the community. I'm always talking about community, so that's 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 it, man. So all right. So well, you want what what's on your radar today, dude? There's so much. Uh, like what were you guys talking about today on the show? We we did a we did a significant amount on the derailment thing. Ryan okay. was on it's Tuesday every oh, Tuesday. Oh, that's right. Yeah, T Lab Tuesday on the, the AM Wake Up Show, and then Monica Perez came through, nice. and uh, we talked about maybe a tenth of what I wanted to to actually get into with Monica, but that's how that goes. Yeah, and uh, we talked. Let's see, uh, Canada is going after long guns now. Oh, really? We talked about that. Yeah there there's draft legislation on board it's a it's initially a buyback but they're making it national mm. and at least the framework for the legislation uh is definitely uh on the table for it and that's never good no. um man there was all kinds of stuff oh dude i read a really crazy study and, and i want to try to be able to get some good time in with it maybe towards the end of the week yeah but uh depending on who the guest is um, or maybe we'll do it with Metzger tomorrow okay. and it'll be fun. Um, but I read a study that was, it was, uh, using people who grew up in East Berlin and it's about why people choose ignorance and why people choose to put their head in the sand. Oh, really? And yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, I'll send it to you. Yeah. I would love to see that. Um, yeah. So here's the. Uh, study on former citizens of East Germany sheds light on why people may choose deliberate ignorance. Interesting. Yeah. And yeah. Send me that. I'd, I'd love to, I'd love to get it. You know, I, uh, there's a few, few things that I've kind of determined that, well, thanks to Adam and Deborah gets red pilled, right. You know, that show, uh, he, you know, his, that, that whole case study being that they, the people that are just deliberately being ignorant, they don't want to rock the boat. They don't want their friends to think of them as being any different. You know, it's like a codependency thing. Like people don't want, their neighbors to perceive them as as uh being bad really is what it comes down to you know like deborah's worst fear is that her friends or her husband think that she has any sort of like positive feelings towards trump that's what it is and it's like that's how they get you is they build build up this straw man like trump and they get everybody either on one side or the other and then like then then that's it you know? i think i i know it was bad when Clinton was president, I know it was because I remember my uncle and the mm -hmm. way that he talked, but it was, that was when maybe you had one or two relatives that were like a little over the top, but you loved them and you only had to see him a couple of times a year. Yeah. And it just wasn't that big a deal. And usually they were in some sort of, you know, like they still had to deal with everybody in the public anyway. They still had to put on a professional face. They still had, you know, to be a decent human being while they were out in the open. And then sometimes they were, you know, kind of a jerk at, yeah. at home. But I mean, that was just, that was, that's the way that kind of the world works. And it doesn't matter who you are or what color you are or where you're coming from there's that guy everywhere yeah and yeah. but it wasn't you know we weren't be we were being shown and taught how to hate our neighbor each and every day and that's something that just in the last like really 20 years i think has been kicked into overdrive yeah it's really scary man it's really scary so what what did you guys come up with like any because i know ryan's been doing a lot of coverage on the train derailment thing and it's so weird because like the main one in ohio didn't uh i mean that happened like february 3rd but like i didn't even hear about it until like maybe the day before yesterday like i didn't re realize it was a thing until it really started to blow up like literally you know so i don't i don't know uh and then of course the weird thing that happened last night was like i saw some reports on how the whole 
Ohio River Basin is being affected by this with like chemical spill off or like stuff mm. in the air. And apparently, uh, I didn't even know this, but like Northern Tennessee, like where we're at is a part of that. And it's like, so, like mm. so we're like in the, the blast zone or the debris zone of this incident, which I had no idea about, which is kind of freaky. Uh, but did, did Ryan, was Ryan able to come up with any new information? I haven't had a chance to talk to him yet today. So we, uh, we're we're pretty fortunate and not the show is the show that everybody is who they are we were able to get a live drop in from Addy ads who oh, cool. was in east palestine ohio oh, wow. okay. all night and was on the ground there was uh telling us what what he knew that was going on what he could ferret out a little bit just being there a little early um not having the opportunity to talk to too many people but we also had some more updates and it i telling you the it's looking more like a military operation than just a simple cover-up and uh that's a conclusion that we all sort of came to in real time on the show uh the ryan of course was open his opening baseline was this is standard industry cover-up yeah and we went from like just all together kind of went from standard industry cover up or there's something hinky to this really looks a lot more like an operation than anything else um not hoax not false flag or you know and not anything like that just there's too many things along the way that uh that led to it that didn't have to that were unnecessary and there's too many things going forward that have been done that are reminiscent of everything that follows a destabilization operation uh that the military intelligence joint ex you know joint group task force would do in a country that we were trying to destabilize at the time yeah i mean that makes sense so one of the things I was thinking too is that, you know, potentially they're going to be looking for things to kind of obfuscate all of these, uh, you know, vaccine injuries or something like that. Right. So if you just have a series of like chemical or man-made explosions, like here's, you know, they're always looking for never, you know, the whole idea of never let a good crisis go to waste, like looking for situations or things they can create that checks all the boxes that, that lets them, carry forward the agenda in so many different ways. So yeah, man-made natural disasters with like chemical explosions, chemical spills, all that stuff, you know, 10 years from now, they can be like, Oh yeah, all of these health issues are from all, remember all that series of like chemical spills that happened back in 2023. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what it was. But then also, you know, then they can further vilify, you know, energy and push forward the climate agenda and all this stuff. Like it seems like this could be a very big, uh, precursor to other things to come for sure that that was one of the things that we were discussing and it there was a, a couple of different presentations that bill gates made about a month ago where he was talking about the new energy grid and what he wanted that to look like and basically you had uh you know this incorporates the concept of smart cities incorporates the concept of like cutting the u.s down in terms of what individual cities are down to about 300 uh, you know nationwide um so he's talking about the vast tracts of inhospitable otherwise unusable land mm. that you're going to have to use to run the infrastructure uh the energy infrastructure to power the smart cities He's talking exclusively about some sort of green generated electricity in the future nebulously, but nobody's using gas. Nobody's using wood. You know, there's nobody that's able to autonomously generate or independently generate their own energy source or share energy among a municipality because municipalities don't exist anymore. Mm. Part of getting people there is making it so the ohio river valley and uh what western pennsylvania where people still hunt fish all that kind of stuff grow food still kind of you know more or less homestead or have generational you know farms and whatnot they can't do that anymore because nothing swims in it and 
nothing grows there and nothing can graze there or eat there or be part of the ecosystem there. Ugh. It's yeah. I mean, that that's part of it too. That's part of it too, is just um, pushing people into the cities any means possible, making the, the outskirts or the farmland or the rural areas uninhabitable, uh, unable to grow uh, people. Yeah. It's just, uh, it checks all the boxes, man. And so I don't know. Do you feel any alarm for the fact that there's like there was such a series of these in in, in such short succession? Or I, I mean, I've read somewhere else too that like train accidents are common; they just don't get reported on very often. But it seems like yesterday there was three incidents in one day. I think there was two derailments, <laughs> and then the guy that got hit here in Tennessee. Like it, like yesterday, I was thinking I was talking to a couple friends, and I was like, uh, you know, it almost makes me feel like like we're all just kind of like looking away, like hoping it's not something nefarious, but I was almost like, you know, if, if like nine 11, if nine 11 were to have happened today and like two planes hit a, a two buildings and the buildings collapsed, I feel, Oh, what's up Gomez? Jeez. He's huge. <laughs> That's incredible. Uh, but I'm almost of the opinion that like, dude, if two planes would have hit these two towers and then three towers would have fallen, in this day and age, people would have just been like, yeah, I, I guess. Like, they wouldn't even care. People wouldn't even care. They'd just go about their day. No big deal. You know what I mean? I mean, like, they kind of they kind of don't right now. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. That's what that's, that's where we're at. It's like some huge monumental thing could happen, and most people would just be like, yeah, I'm just, you know, whatever. I just don't have time to deal with this, you know? It's really yeah. crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Do you feel, Anyway, so all that to say, do you feel like there's any sort of uh, anything going on beyond just coincidence? Like, is this a coincidence, or what do you think's going on with that? Well, I because yeah, uh, shoot, dog, come on. All right, now you got to get down. <laughs> All right, sorry about that. No, that's great, uh, dude. That's awesome. He, he he wants to make sure everybody knows he was on the show. That's for sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I we got sent some stuff from the National Transportation Safety Board about uh train derailments and that was averaging out to around something ridiculous sounding like 1700 a year okay. which is a little less than six a day now okay. i don't know what they classify as i don't i'm promised that doesn't mean that every train derailment is multiple cars and carnage and it could just be as they're loading one car to another that something slips and it knocks off a little bit and they count that as a derailment. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So I do know that the infrastructure that they're riding on the rails that they're riding on, uh, the last time that the entire system was brand new was in the seventies. The okay. last time that it was really updated was somewhere around the mid to late nineties. And that's what everybody's been operating on there's uh there's parts from the 60s and 70s that are holding together uh rail cars engines axles wheels the axle caught on fire outside of east palestine ohio about 20 miles out and there and that was apparently according to addy ads who interviewed a former engineer said this is something that gets checked twice every time a train goes in get the those axle points get checked on entry and on exit yeah and so there's no excuse for that in the first place hmm. yeah interesting yeah i heard it was something to do with some sort of axle or something man that's crazy uh so in talking to addy i know he's done a lot of coverage on like uh the maxwell glenn maxwell kind of epstein stuff is uh and i know that like there's a lot of people saying that um there's supposed to be some dump, some Epstein release or something like that. Have, did he even talk about that at all? Have you guys looked into that at all? You we tried to. So what got released and passed around, and I just found out this morning from or just about an hour ago uh, from uh, Orwell Huxley, who's one of Shout out to Orwell. The, the wonderful people in the chat frequently yeah. sends me stuff. But it was what was got released and passed around was a little bit old. What is getting released is uh, I'll drop it in. Yeah, 
I'll drop it in the StreamYard chat here real quick. Okay. And so right now it all says John Doe, but this is what has been ordered, released, and that should be, I guess, any freaking moment. Really? Uh, yeah. Feel free to do your screen share, too, if you want. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, oh, let's see here. Okay, here, I'll pull this up. So any moment, huh? Let's well, I'd be any day because it's been, they've got yeah. a certain amount of days before, you know. They have to have to release it. Okay, well, let's take a look here. Um, oh, this is a court listener. I guess I'm not familiar with this. We'll just let it load here. Okay, interesting. Um, oh, wow. Uh, first, this individual did not raise any objections. Blah, 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 blah. Employee of okay, have you gone through this at all? Oh, I haven't had a chance to. I, uh, yeah. I was up way past my bedtime last yeah, night. Yeah, me too. And I, I watched White Noise and all that stuff. And oh, I, I, uh, I you know, wake up early and I did some radio after the morning show, and I just fell out. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, right yeah. Around, right around two when I texted you. Yep, right on. But two uh, my time. So I haven't had a chance to check out that White Noise movie. I know we're kind of bouncing back and forth, but what were your what was your takeaways on that? Tell us about There's, what that is to begin with. What is this? White Noise is a Netflix movie that was shot in 2019, 2020, released in 2022. And it takes, well, the town that is used for their train derailment and evacuation. And, oh, you've got potentially some, you know, gnarly diseases of brewing in you was East Palestine, Ohio. And some of the residents of East Palestine, Ohio, were extras in the movie, especially Wait a during so, the evacuation. So scene. the movie itself took place in East Palestine. The like, movie itself didn't, but that's where oh, they shot it. Okay. That's oh, where, okay. Okay. That's okay, where okay. it was shot. That's where the okay. train derailment scene was shot. That's where the evacuation scenes were shot. The movie itself is a you know a, a made up town. Okay. okay but a so, lot, yeah. There, the those particular scenes were all shot in East Palestine. Dude, that's so crazy. Okay, so did you, did you pick up anything? Were there any takeaways? Was there any weirdness? There, well, the whole movie's weird. Like it's trying to be too many things at once. Like it's trying. It's billed as a dark comedy, which always makes me sus because I know what Hollywood thinks a sense of humor is, and it's not usually funny. Uh, there's it wants to be like an art house thing. It wants to kind of be like a suspense thing, and um there's there's a couple of different major plot lines mm. that and if you take a couple of steps back because the entire time i got like you know look at my face like what why why are they there's we showed it on the show and ryan talked about it that the uh they throw in there's a team who was conducting a simulated exercise of more or less a train derailment and chemical explosion scenario in the, written into the movie, but they're now doing the simulated experiment in real time in the incident. And the guy gives them some weird answers. That's probably worth watching a couple of times. If you're, you know, looking for things to, to uh, make your hair stand on end. But what's super weird is that if you if you watch it and you think about it, the train derailment and everything that happens around that is easily its own movie. The other plot line and everything that happens around that, which involves a trial pharmaceutical that was uh, was not successful, but an experimental trial pharmaceutical uh that's its own movie the two next to each other have no business like they really don't they don't make sense they don't correlate and when you watch it once they're past their point with uh with the train derailment once it's introduced enough and led you to enough clues to get you into the next plot point it's like never mentioned again it's not even a thing it's not even part of the same movie damn interesting so yeah so it seems like i don't know 
if so then we had the discussion about well if you were going to do a trial run for a military operation and you were going to stage a train derailment and a chemical explosion what better way to do it than to have the residents of that town be extras in your trial run with your movie where you don't have to do anything like hoaxy where you don't have to do anything crisis actory because you're legitimately staging the operation as a movie shoot you staff the crew with people who are going to either be part of the following or read people in on the following operation they did the same thing with the Nord Stream. They did mm-hmm. that under the cover of like a joint naval exercise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, hey, we're all just here to stage these events. One of what? One of them being, let's go plant mines on stuff underwater. Yeah, I mean that's another big thing that just came out this week too. Is like you know uh, that's actually been reported by a pretty credible journalist who is now apparently a conspiracy theorist, right? <laughs> a full blown conspiracy theorist. That uh, that that was all orchestrated in great detail by the United States and what was it Sweden, who was it? Well, so it, Norway. Norway, Norway got okay. Norway got dragged into participation. Sweden got lied to. Denmark got lied to, and then they lied to everybody who participated in the Balt Ops exercise. Hmm. Interesting. So, uh, what are your thoughts on all that on the whole Nord Stream thing? We had. We had a show. I just I just looked because I was looking for a different show to send a friend. And so the Nord Stream thing happened third week of September, almost fourth week of September. And we had a show on September 28th called How U.S. Intel and the State Department Blew Up Nord Stream. And everything that we were we were saying okay this happened and this happened and this happened so it is most like yeah we were speculating but more or less everything that we were speculating and all of the things that we were pointing to were laid out in Cy Hirsch's article as pivotal points in this operation including Joe Biden being like yeah well we're gonna blow it up and Victoria Newland and everybody else going yeah we're gonna blow it up yeah, more or less saying that the Balt Ops exercise, what we didn't know, what I found to be very interesting is that if the CIA wants to elect to not inform Congress, they declassify something down from covert to whatever level makes it just a standard special military operation. And then Congress doesn't have to be read in. They don't have to. You know, there's less leverage that they have to hold over people. They can just go to people they've already worked with in the army or in the Marines or whatever. Say, hey, we got this thing we're doing. When Joe Biden said one way or another, we're going to end that thing. The CIA heard he just declassified our mission. Well, cool. We don't have to tell anybody now. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. And then, so I still don't understand. And man, you you guys have done so much more reporting on this than I have just everything involving Russia, Ukraine, like that whole thing, man. Like I still have a tough time wrapping my mind around a lot of it, but, uh, and then of course, Ryan too, you know what I mean? But it's like, to me, it's just so, uh, it's just so demoralizing. You know what I mean? Just how, how we, I mean, okay. So what I just don't understand, and I've asked a few people this, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. It's like, how is it that what America, America's involvement in this, how is that not considered like an act of war against Russia directly by providing troops or armaments or money or resources or training or like, how are those not direct like acts of war? Like if anybody would do that to us, like if there was a country out there, like blatantly like funding Russia just or like I mean it doesn't make any sense like how are how is this not an act of war how are we not getting like I don't know is is, is Russia really that like do they have that much restraint and like are they really that humble like what what is going on here man there's a lot of things going on and one one of them being there's still a great reset happening and that's that's where the true multipolarity that these you know that everybody keeps talking about that's where that lies that's where the the real cross coordination between banking institutions 
bloodline families and they're you know handpicked like seconds that that's where all of that's taking place but what is if we if we all agree that all wars are bankers wars yes if we all agree that there's a bunch of malthusian sickos running around who are trying to enact a global depopulation agenda on multiple fronts while ushering in central bank backed digital currency and getting all of us on sort of uh, a blockchain digital prison system then world war three fits into that scheme perfectly because we saw what a month and a half two months ago where uh maybe it was a little less it's all blending in together now where Zelensky was openly saying you know uh we have economic partnerships with wonderful people like blackrock and blah 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 and blah 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 there he was trying to get other uh businesses to come invest in ukraine's rebuilding and ukraine's yeah. future and all of that it's a giant money laundering operation in the first place. But the reason that it's not considered an open act of war is because people are distracted yeah. and that's it. That's the only reason NATO, we haven't officially, even though there's been NATO troops and U S troops and U S Mercs and NATO trained Mercs and U S intelligence and U S DOD trained terrorists posing as mercs in ukraine since you know almost this time last year even though all that's happened even though we funded them to the tune of nearly 200 billion dollars at this point in weapons and bribes and all of that stuff there's there hasn't been an official declaration yeah so because that hasn't happened because they haven't put on different uniforms with shinier boots and uh, you know special hat it, it's not considered open war yet even though the Nord Stream was blown up even though the Crimean Bridge was blown up and that was point uh, Kit Clarenberg did some excellent work out of the gray zone uh, identifying UK intelligence as the prime motivator for that one even though uh, there's been multiple provocations and the fact that Ukraine was openly bombing the Donetsk and the Lugansk for eight straight years after the U.S. coup installed puppet after puppet after puppet in Ukraine mm. 2014. Um, all of the, I mean, it is a very complicated thing. Uh, yeah. You know me, I don't you know, really think that any of these states have a legitimate right to exist in the first place. At least there you the go. Amen. Uh, but but i you know i don't at the same time i understand that if you're punching people in the face and they've got friends that are their cousins they're eventually going to call their cousins to come help them out and yeah. everybody sat there and took it on the chin for eight straight years before anyone picked up the phone on the end of the cousins and we're like yeah okay we i guess we're gonna do something yeah man well, you know, you mentioned something there that kind of reminds me. It's like, so when I was looking at places to move uh, from Oregon, you know, I was looking like all my friends were moving to Texas and Florida. And I was like, yeah, Texas, Florida. Right. And I'm looking at Florida and I got a buddy. Uh, shout out to Andy. I don't know if he listens, but uh, big Andy in uh, um, Fort Myers. So I was looking at Fort Myers. I was thinking about moving to Fort Myers. And uh, and then that's the place that got hit the hardest with the hurricane this last year or whatever. Right. But I remember I was like looking for jobs in Fort Myers and Florida and like in, on indeed.com, like the first like three pages of search results were all like disaster recovery, like rebuilding, repair. And I'm like, oh, so like the entire industry there is all just rebuilding. You know what I mean? I'm like, must be a huge industry. And so like what you mentioned there with Zelensky being like, hey, this is a great opportunity to rebuild. You know, it's almost like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It's kind of like what they do here in America where they just destroy inner cities and then they just plunge the property value and then they swoop in and buy it up and then put in a whole foods and then bring it back up to, you know, so it's a great little strategy to just devastate, you know, that's like economic hitman type stuff. You know, you completely go in and devastate regions, countries, completely exploit them. And then, and then you have this booming industry of rebuilding, right? I think, I think no agenda was talking about this last week, weren't they? Like the whole idea of like, you know, now the, there's a great opportunity for investment and rebuilding in Ukraine. It's like, imagine that. It's almost like they might have, uh, someone might have been like counting on this sort of thing. Dog. 
Um, <laughs> sorry, you're good, you're good, you're good. Uh, so yes, and if you if you go back and you read through uh, Confessions of an Economic Hitman in the second book, a lot of that playbook is being implemented not just in Ukraine, but post every disaster here in the U.S. And you mm-hmm. can guarantee that that exact same process is going to follow with the thing in Ohio. If you first they were talking about how it was just the Erie, like the Lake Erie and those watersheds that were going to be affected by it. And then they pivoted the first. They said, absolutely, no, it's not going to affect the Ohio River Valley. Merely the 11 million or so people connected to the Erie system. But with the addition of the Ohio River Valley, it jumps up to like 20 million people that can be potentially affected by this if you're not already purifying your water you you should be yeah should be yeah definitely filtering like, the heck out of it yeah i just buy bottled water at the store at this point i know tennessee is water bro i mean uh, but yeah no I, well i mean yeah I, mean, I should probably filter the water i buy at the store i mean there's just no escaping it man like they're here in tennessee they're very proud of the uh, chemicals they put in the water. They have like their entire like government website uh, centered around all the stuff they put in the water, including fluoride. They're very proud of the fluoride here, which is so frustrating. But speaking of which, so Amanda in the chat from big frog just showed us though. Now there's a truck loaded with hazardous material overturns in Tucson, Arizona hazard hazmat situation declared. So there you go. Well, and uh, you had brought this up earlier and this is something that, that I I know that if we're going to believe the Bureau of Transportation statistics about train derailments and that they are fairly frequent, again, not on, you know, having the broadest possible definition of what a derailment could mean it, to give full context. Dogs are going nuts. They, just, they can't help it. They it's okay. It's it. quite all right. It's all good. Dude, come on. It's part of the show. Be, be a guy. Be a guy. Puppy. or not you know whatever um if we're gonna believe that they're they're more common than we thought and i've i, I was on a, a bus you're a train in uh, oregon mm-hmm. that derailed just a pat you know public transportation oh, wow. i can't remember what they're called anymore uh but i was going from from like you know downtown portland up to gresham and on that train and it derailed uh, but yeah, and it just hopped off a little bit and wasn't a big deal. But you know, if we're gonna believe that, then we've got a question: why, why are we being shown every one now, and why are we being shown every accident now? Yeah. What yep. if it, if it is that common? It, it's like the uh, the fires at food processing plants. There, you know. Maybe it is way more common because all of that. We had Texas Slim on the other week from the Beef Initiative. Oh yeah, if you yeah. haven't been. If you haven't talked to him, you definitely should. That guy's awesome. Yeah, I'd love uh, to. If you can make that connection, that'd be awesome. Absolutely, be happy to. Uh, the, uh, he was saying with all of the compressed air and all of the gas that's in all of these facilities, every single one of them is a potential tinderbox waiting to happen. So it could be that it's more often, but we're being shown it to achieve a specific agenda. Ryan and I have talked about this a lot, the extent to which independent media plays into their counter narrative. You know, yeah. and it, at like, and there's people who jump on every sensationalist thing and blow it up. And there's people who, if there's someone who's got a large platform and they're saying one thing, then they know if they repeat that thing, then they're going to get eyes on them. And it doesn't really, doesn't, you know, it's mostly true. And that's the point that, you know, as long as I remember to say it's, you know, I don't necessarily believe this, then it's okay. I'm, I'm covering all my bases, but you're still openly engaged in that sphere of narrative management uh, and so it's there's a thin line with all of it you know what i mean we were talking about how we're held to a much much higher standard than uh traditional media that you know if uh, and there's a bunch of people that are clearly bad actors but they've been around for so long that people just run with it they're just mm. a part of the space 
But if you're really trying to just put out the best possible information and just allow people to form a more complete picture of how the world works, you, you don't get to you don't get to screw up with that the rate that most other people do. You're not you're held to a different standard. You know what I mean? It's yeah. wild. Yeah, you're no, paid. You're paid nothing, but you're held to the highest of all possible media standards. That's that's ironic. The people that get paid the least and have the least amount of like overall influence, the ones held to the highest standard. It's like, oh, you're a shill. You're blah blah blah. Like you're like, okay, whatever you say, you know. But uh, you know, hey, I wouldn't want it any other way. Good, fine. We get to be better. We get to be better than all them, and we get to, uh, you know, we get to we just get to just bear our cross. You know what I mean? It's like whatever. I don't care. This is this. I choose this. And I uh, wouldn't have it any other way, man. I love it. Well, and that's it. the thing. You can choose to not be mad about it. You can oh, yeah. choose to not let that stuff get at you. you know, there's, I know that, that there's people who are just kind of new to this whole thing who definitely deserve credit for being, you know, at the head of the pack on being right early about a lot of stuff. And there's people who like Addy who have gone all over the, gone all over the world now yeah. to go get on the ground reporting who flat out don't get credit and should, yeah. you yeah. know, and you can, they're young enough and new enough to where it's, oh man, and it's driving them, but you gotta, you gotta stop caring yeah. about the, the sphere of media that you know exists just to keep people dumbed down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You just like we just keep pushing anyway. It's like Ryan always says, it's like we have to be better than them. You know, we get to be better than them. It's pretty awesome, actually. You know, we like they let them the more that it's like the Jimmy Dore saying too, where it's like, you know, thank God they suck so bad because then that gives me all the room I need to to do what I do, right? <laughs> yeah. Thank God they suck so bad. <laughs> I mean, the whole reason that the whole reason that I started Slow News Day in 2018 was because there's this giant lane for people who didn't want to be a partisan hack. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of wanted to take a look at the world and go, okay, well, based on all previous patterns, this is what's happening, and this is what we can expect next. And mm -hmm. you know, if I, there's really inform people writing about it and if i can i'll get them on the show and we'll have a talk and that's just kind of the genesis of all of it yeah so i'd rather talk to the people who wrote it than give somebody my opinion on it if it's possible to have the people who wrote it or the people who went there and did it and just ask them questions yeah exactly exactly so yeah man it's pretty exciting stuff so tell me about this new this new show you got uh blunt force wisdom what's this all about when uh, when I first moved out here, like the one of the first friends that I actually made is uh, my friend Sugar, who uh, has an extended name. If you want to watch the show and find out what that is, you can. Uh, she she's hilarious. She's hilarious, and uh, through just kind of you know kicking it and, and joking around and whatever, she came in and she did a couple of episodes of AM Wake Up she's got really good timing and she has a lady voice that is not obnoxious so we decided that uh we were going to start a show that was just a complete checkout from everything that we talk about on the morning show and everything that we do on slow news day and it's um you know basically a a life and love and and relationship show by and for degenerates Mm -hmm. uh, people who have have uh, moved beyond most of their degeneracy. There's okay if you have some latent degeneracy. We all do. We all do a little tiny bit of scumbag. It's all right. Sure. Okay. Totally. But uh, but yeah, there we we spend a lot of time talking about uh, you know ways to be able to communicate with people who have been culturally conditioned to not be able to be good communicators and why maybe they're not good communicators. And there's, you know, everybody's been sort of culturally conditioned to demand attention to all of their neuroses at once or else you're a horrible person. And that's just not how the world works, Johnny. You know, the, well, that's not how that's not how a community can function and thrive. You know what I mean? 
And it's not that you have to suffer in silence. And it's not that you can't be open about who you are and what's bothering you. But if we all have to stop what we're doing every day so that we can acknowledge that there's a list of words, phrases, or what that nobody's ever going to say anymore again, so that we don't hurt somebody's face, then nothing's <laughs> ever going to get done. And things really need to get done. You got trains falling off the tracks everywhere. They're setting stuff on fire just to cover up the fact that they're burying a bunch of it underneath the new track that they laid. And there's all kinds of crazy. So, yeah, yeah. Maybe if we communicated a little bit better and maybe if we dropped all of the distractions and focused on healing legitimately healing instead yeah. of putting our neuroses front and center we get somewhere yeah exactly dude that's that's so awesome i love that like just like the healing aspect of it you know i've, I've spent a lot of time in my life the last few years like you know looking for ways to grow and heal i'd say i'm a completely different person than i was like six seven years ago in so many different ways you know and uh learning how to be a friend and you know being in a relationship like this is all like new to me you know and so it's like it's 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 cool it's cool that you provide that space for people and then and i'm sure you know and it's I've, I've peeped in on the show a few times and it's uh it's hilarious you guys oh do yeah, a great job, yeah, right? yeah yeah and the other part to all that yeah. is we we get high as a christmas moon and we talk <laughs> we talk all kinds of smack and That's good. Um, frequently uh, uh hunter who's on the morning show from time yep. to time has been she's on my neighbor teal who is gomez's girlfriend's mom she's oh, okay. uh, become a part of the show nice. uh, she's a she's a, a private chef it does cannabis infused products and she's from uh richmond virginia and grew up raw dude so it's yeah she's she's got some she's got some heat the the is hilarious it's a fantastic time and it is it's a total checkout from all of the stuff that we normally talk about yeah. and we'll catch ourselves from time to time and be like well that's a different show we're here to you know something different but yeah yeah uh, yeah it's been it it's been one of the, i really feel like doing what we do you have to have outlets where you dump your brain out yes um, Go, I mean, just going and doing, and even when I was first doing Slow News Day and the Assange stuff and all that, uh, just going to work when I was still, you know, working as a, a carpenter full time, that was a wonderful checkout from all of this. It was a, a, a very pleasant distraction in terms of just focusing on task at hand. Mm -hmm. I think everybody needs an outlet or three. Otherwise, this whole world just sort of consumes you. Yeah, I, I've kind of taken the opposite path where it's like I went from podcasting now into construction type stuff. So and it's been going really good, man. It's been uh, that's been quite the journey. Like I just had a actually a listener reach out to me today who's here in Nashville says, yeah, man, I'm an electrician. Like, I'd love to do some work with you someday. I'm like, hell yeah. So it sounds like we might be collaborating on some. He's like, I'll teach you everything I know. I'm like, that's awesome. Please. Yes, yes, yes. So. You know, it's it's cool stuff. Like I'm hungry to learn all this stuff. You know, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah I I can't wait to uh, have an opportunity to throw some structures up again. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's that's. I feel like this new world that's that's emerging. You know, that's going to be like the one of the most critical things. You know, because no matter what, people are still going to need people to have some sort of like skills in that area you know that like know how to do at least something i i'm not i don't really know how to do much but i know how to do something and it's like it's, i want to uh, take very a empowering. couple of uh, how to make hempcrete classes yep yeah i want to there's a couple of a couple of different things that i want to learn i'm not i i can do electrical i'm not great at it i'm not yeah. fast at it you know what i mean i yeah. can do plumbing i'm not great at it i'm not fast at it and i don't like really don't like sweating copper yeah, I don't see. I don't have much experience with that either. But you know, I I feel like that's like on my to do list of something I really, really, really want to. And it's like it really gives you gives me some insight into, uh, you know, the overall like control system that they have us in in general. It's a very uh, it's like for me, it's like I wish somebody, at least somebody in my life, would have explained to me, <laughs> explained to me at any point in my life that like, hey man, this is an option at least. Like this is an option. Like like my parents and like my schooling it's funny my mom was actually the career counselor at my high school so first of all i had to go to every single class every single day right and i had to be a good student and all that stuff and but also you know it was very much like you need to go to college if you don't go to college you will be nothing and nobody and look at your sister she's doing so good and you got to go to blah blah blah. it's like oh my god 
okay, so there was no other option than to go to college. But I wish somebody would have explained to me, like when I was like 16 years old, like, hey, like right now you could go learn how to be an electrician. And then like you could be like a journeyman electrician by the time you're like 19 years old. I, oh, my God. Like, can you imagine how hard it'd be crushing right now? Like, it's not even funny. Like it's like, so, but that, I mean, that's, I, that wasn't even presented as an option. It's insane. I've been, I've been having these conversations with, with my oldest because he's about to, he's a month away from being 17. Yeah. And he's a junior in high school and he had, he's had some, you know, go to college pressure and most of that's coming through his school and stuff like that. I understand that. But, um, my, you know, both both my ex and I are have been for a number of years now telling him, look, you've got multiple options. You really do. And nobody's you, college can be one of those things. Community college can be sure. one of those things, of course. But there's no pressure on you to go direct from high school to that. If you need to, if you know, if you want to figure some stuff out, there's going to be spaces available for you to do that. The get job, get place, you know, or whatever. If you need to post up in somebody's yard or something like that, to make sure you're kicking, you know, whatever, but like handle your business. And now he's gone from, I need to go do this one thing that somebody put in his head when he was like 14 to, maybe i'll travel around for a year maybe i'll go you know work a couple of different jobs here and there and then just go take off for like a couple of months maybe i want to do you know, but he's at least open to multiple different avenues now as he's been able to take a look at the world around him with a little bit of a different perspective he was here all summer and engineered the show for us nice, and got man. to sit in on interviews with like whitney yeah um in fact, called me from the library one day trying to remember Whitney Whitney Webb's name uh, because he was going to cite her work and some of his stuff nice. as a junior in high school. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing, man. Yeah. So, you know, that, that would be my biggest message. Like there's other options out there. It's like there's a lot of people in the chat that are talking right now. And then I also want to shout out Kevin. Kevin Perez is always showing love and support. Thanks for the little Rockfin tip there, buddy. But it seems like so many people are like, uh, let's see, let's go. Um Kevin is telling you to tell him to learn how to pipe, fit, and weld, stick, make, and take. See, I need to learn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Welders are invaluable. Absolutely. Yep. yep. Colleen says, I hope my kid becomes a plumber, electrician, HVAC, geothermal. Hemp car in the house has become a doctor for free in Cuba. I guess. Oh, there you go. And Amanda, Amanda jumping in. Uh, there are so many other options other than college. It's sad how much societal pressure there is to make people feel like they have to go to college or they won't be successful. Yeah, that's the big scam, man. That's the big scam. Go learn to be an electrician when you're 16 years old and make a million bucks by the time you're 30. Easy. Well, there's the this is part of that. This is part of the the weakening of society, though. This yeah. is part of the transhumanist whole agenda. This is part of removing what is masculine and what is legitimately feminine from society. And if you get a whole bunch of overeducated, unemployable, you academic fed yeah. goofballs, you've yeah. got people who have been beat into confirmation, beat into making sure that, that they make the machine run. And all they know is what their information bubble rewards them for saying correctly, as opposed to whatever skills they may have needed for that position. Yeah, totally. And you know, it's, oh gosh, was it this last week or maybe it was the week before? I think it was maybe this last week on Grand Theft World. Richard was uh, really breaking down the whole university degree system and how that was really designed and orchestrated to create like this artificial uh, just like imperial class, right. To, to, to distinguish these people from the, the, the plebes, you know what I mean? And, and just the idea of the word degree, it's like very Masonic. It's like, you have these degrees that you escalate through. So a degree is just basically their way of separating and creating this like false paradigm. And it's like really interesting when you take a step back, like, yeah, what is this thing? This piece of paper, this person, like, what is this? And their the society deems them better than me because of this piece of paper. But what do they actually do? What do, they, what do you have? I mean, yeah, sure. You go on to learn some cool stuff. Like, I, you know, that's not saying across the board, but like, 
in a way, it is just a, a, a divide and conquer control mechanism, really. So. Well, I mean, look at the look at the industries that get propped up before experts and then look at those industries ties to the Rockefellers and the council on 300 and the Milner yeah. group and things like that. I mean, the, these are, especially if we're going to talk about medicine or pharmaceuticals or anything of that nature, because that's a, that's an entirely man and university system made industry that originated out of what was effectively battlefield trauma medicine and trauma surgery and mm -hmm. turned into an entirely captured industry that all goes back to a handful of families that doesn't treat anything about your head. It's not health care. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there's, and the influence through academia that just medicine, all of the different branches that go through it and how it bleeds over into technology and how it bleeds over into media and how it bleeds over into food science and agriculture and all of that, all of these different other aspects of, of industry. And a lot of what uh, the industries that made us independent have all sort of now been absorbed by this university system mm -hmm. that is training people that humans are the problem that uh, any political ideology other than the prevailing lunacy of the day is terrorism, that talking about it is stochastic terrorism. Yep, stochastic right? terrorism. Yep, yep. We've, we've covered that on the T-Lab uh, side a little bit. It's insane. The, That's, yeah. yeah. So, that, I mean, so it's the that, I don't know, that deliberate false class of the intelligentsia is they're not making any decisions, but they're implementing somebody else's highly destructive policies. Yeah. And they say, and they're rewarded heavily for it. And they're told that they're the smartest people in the room because they believe what they're teaching. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know, man. And so therefore, like the best way to insulate yourself from this, you guys, is to go out there and learn skills and build community outside of this, man. That's what it is. You know, I'm just, come into that in my own life here. And it's like, yeah, we need to find autonomy in our, in our own lives. Like Steve, you've done it. You, you, you got, uh, you've got your own pirate ship over there, you know, that, that you're able to, uh, you know, pretty much have autonomy in your life, you know, and it's, it's an amazing, beautiful thing. You know, uh, I'm, I'm a big proponent of just everybody every day, just looking for ways to build outside of the system in your own life and to find more autonomy for yourself. You know, that's, that's what it's all about, man. Cause I don't know, man. It's getting crazy out there. I just, I don't want to be a doom and gloom type of guy, but it's like, you know, Jesus, what the hell, man? I don't even know. So, so yeah, that's the answer. Just, just keep, just keep building, keep building. So right on Steve. Well, thank you so much, brother. I appreciate you coming on tonight. Like finally, we finally did it. Uh, <laughs> I just want to let everybody know, like, so all of the stuff we talked about, most of it anyway, like that, um, let's see. The, the Epstein list uh, that Steve shot me and this article about study on former citizens, East Germany sheds light on why people would choose to be deliberately ignorant. I put those in my telegram channel, t.me forward slash rebunk news. Go grab those there. And uh, uh, Hey, so you see Kevin says, Hey, tell Steve to have his son get a job at white boots. So he can get his old man a new pair. Right. Right. Ooh, yeah, someone, someone pays attention. Well done. <laughs> Hey, that's, well that's Kevin, dude, that's Kevin. He, I just did an episode with him. He's a big, like uh second amendment advocate, like very taught me a lot about a lot of the legislation going on. It was a great episode from a couple episodes ago. So shout out to Kevin. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Um, yeah. Ryan from big frog t-shirt says, hell yeah. Great show guys. That's awesome. Fantastic. Hat, yeah. Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic hat. Look at that. I got mine around here somewhere. I don't do I have it right here. No, Clean. but anyway clean. very clean yeah exactly exactly so uh steve where can they find you all the social media is at slow news day show uh slow news day show on rockfin for that show and for blunt force wisdom am wake up on rockfin uh for and rumble for for that uh getting a hold of uh matt raymer here shortly to get it out everywhere through uh through content safe Good. um and then um let's see yeah i think i think that's it i don't know i don't pay attention to any of this stuff i just try to do the show i feel you oh so is it rockfin.com forward slash slow news day show no it's just slow news day okay okay i guess yeah, i messed up just, i messed up yeah I messed up my graphic rockfin.com 
slash slow news day and okay. then rockfin.com slash am wake up okay good so uh, i did get the graphic right that's all i'm worried about it's just making yeah, sure yeah. the graphic is right, right. <laughs> okay. yeah graphics no graphic, yeah, graphic okay is good fantastic. all right okay. and then all of this is in the episode description as well you guys and then any way that you want to follow and support this show is in the episode description and uh that's really it so we said uh thanks for another great show from yona thanks yona uh you guys rock in the chat i'm so glad you guys are all here this is probably my biggest live attendance of a show uh, that I've had. So it's all the AM wake up people coming over to hang. So thank you. The, I dig the community crossover. That's yeah. what we're all about. Yep. That's, that's what, what it's all, all about. about. That's what it's all about. All right. All right, everybody. So uh, yeah, take care. We'll catch you next time. Uh, coming up on episode hundred. I can't even believe it. Two. Sh- I've built two shows up to a hundred and I got my one year coming up on the 18th. What, what day is that? So I did my first show last year on the 18th. So I don't know what day of the month. Oh, the Saturday. So I might do a little Saturday show, Saturday stream to see what's up with the people. But anyway, guys. All right. So thank you so much. And I'll catch you soon. Remember, no fear, just crushing. I'll see you later. Peace.